0: The number one thing that I have run into over the years um, as I've grown in this role is, and it's, it sounds childish and, and, and I, I hate to feel like this, but I know if I'm experiencing it, these are just things that I think a lot of other founders go through, especially when I'm in networking events, we talk about it a lot more. Um, just the, the feeling of being alienated for having bigger dreams and being judged for that. I never understood how people can judge you for raising the bar and raising your standards. I I just have never, ever, ever understood it. Um, I I know for me, because I come from uh, a, a background that is very competitive, A lot of my family members are just that way. They're very, very hyper-competitive. It's like, who is building the tallest building in the world today? And who is making the most amount of money in the world today? And that's how my family is. And it has a lot to do with, you know, I I call it the immigrant dynamic. And, you know, your family didn't come here to waste time, the whole nine yards. But I expected that from my family. But when it gets a little bit kind of like... It questionable is when you're in the market and people judge you for raising your standards. When I decided to create the confidence factor, I had not, I don't think I was prepared for the kind of backlash I got when we first started. In the beginning, I, I named it the confidence factor because it was me researching people for four years. And coming up with this thesis wasn't easy because I thought when I put together the confidence factor, I thought by raising because what we did was we raised two point two million dollars in 2010 to really help women to get out there and achieve more. And so I was kind of making it. I I didn't want to call it a venture fund, but it kind of was. But I needed women to be able to pitch to me how to do this. So I prepared them during that four years to get ready. So while they are trying to get ready to get the money, I am outsourcing the money. And I finally get all of the funds together to be able to have this group fund that I can be able to fund more women startups that were high growth performers. I thought that what we were going to do was if I got you ready, if I taught you everything that's going to be required, now mind you, you're not pitching to me because now I'm biased, right? Now because I've gotten to know you all, I can't, I can't be the, I can't be the servicer of the funds and the decision maker. What I can be is the servicer of the funds, and I will de- delegate other decision makers. And when we put this out there, it was a private group that I had put together. These are well vetted women, and. In 2014, when we decided, okay, it's time to start dishing out money, we had standards and there was nothing I can do around this because it took standards to get the money. I mean people don't just give you checks for two point two million dollars that easily. You know, people had this idea like I went to a friend of mine and I was like, Hey Joe, you got two point two mil, I need to borrow just for it until Tuesday, I'm good for it. Like if that's not how it happens. When you are a fiduciary and you have a responsibility to your investors. Uh, trust and believe it comes with some degree of um, latitude. I need to be able to take an equitable position in this to make sure that you know there's a return on investment. You're not gonna just invest money to lose it and not know where the money is. And so I've been training them for that amount of time, hoping that what was gonna happen was with the, the amount of information, the amount of mentors, the amount of guidance, we would have what we were gonna need in order for these women to accelerate. Lord and behold, we get to the accountability stage to be able to get them to get access to the money because now I had tapped out. I said, okay, at first we were just going to raise a million dollars, but I realized it was not going to be enough. Went off to two million, but with the understanding of these are the the steps and the standards to get it. And I'm telling you, we only had one woman that actually got it out of a hundred um, and she didn't get $2.2 million. It was like uh, maybe 50000 or something like that. And it helped her to be able to accelerate her business. I mean, she's doing tremendously. I mean, she's she's accelerated in, in ways that I, I, I can't even explain to you. She's bought a ton of property. She's done some things with the money. Um, and she's really made a high return on investment. That that particular investor made that 50 grand a few times over since then. And so... What I was really upset about, I, I guess, and what I really took personally was when we decided to close the fund down, because I'm, at this point, I'm not seeing any, I, I can't, I can't enable you I, and I can't baby you to your greatness and I'm not seeing any way forward. I'm not seeing any progress, four years is a long time to hold someone 's hand to to get something, and i you know even with children you can 't hold their hand but so long they 're going to walk one day, and I just felt like I was holding hands and I was not getting them to the level where I needed to so as I was breaking off these relationships, I was getting backlash from people that they knew who were like, Oh, your standards are just too high. And you, 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 you know, you were not trying to help women. Your, your standards are way too high. You think you're all that because you, you, you want to, you want us to be able to write a business plan and a forecasting plan and you know, but we just need help. And I'm looking at them like, wow. But no one, not one person that criticized me during that time understood that I was held to a certain standard to get the money. It wasn't free. So I held I was held to a certain standard to be able to get out and pitch for money and then I'm being held to a different standard to be able to get the right um the right investor to be able to extend their hand and lend and to invest in someone else as a third party so I'm putting other people's money on the line and then I'm being judged for not just giving it away. And so you know, it was it was amazing how much backlash I got when it came time for me to say, "Well, I'm going to have to close the fund because, you know, I thought I got you already. These are the the people who I've delegated to, you know, be the uh, intermediaries, and now you're saying the standard is too high." And I just said, "You know what? It's amazing how people wouldn't have a problem if the standard was low." You know, we got to We have to get out of this way of thinking that our standards have to be low. And then on top of that, the reason why I bring this up, especially as a woman founder, is because I don't think that I would have ever gotten that kind of backlash had my name been um, Carl instead of Carol, Steve instead of Carol. I think it would have been different because I wouldn't have gotten so much of the you should just give the money away. I can't give other people's money away like that. No, I can't do that. Do you know what I had to do to get it? You know, like I said, I didn't just walk in John's office and say, hey, John, I got about 100 chicks that need some money. Give me 2.2 mil. Um, It's good till two. Like, that's not how it worked. And so when you hear people give you backlash over not just giving it away, I said to myself, well, you came in with one standard, but you wanted me to lower the standard to just give you something that you needed the confidence to use the tools that you already had at your access to be able to get. And so if I was the person sourcing the funds and the intermediary who was going to be between you and the funds, then I had a biased opinion. I wanted to make sure that I was not the judge and the jury at the same time. And so I, I, I put this out there into the universe because I, I want it to be a very honest uh, and open discussion about how hard it is to raise your standards around people who are going to hold you to a different standard if you don't give in to what they really want. And as as a woman, I sometimes feel like we're pressured into lowering our standards in some ways in order for us to get a yes from someone. And so if I had lowered my standards to to, you know, give them whatever they wanted, I was going to be held to a different standard because, you know, immediately what you do is you just you just say, "Hey, you you can have the money and call it a day." And like I like I said, it is it's, it's fundamentally probably one of these things that I, I never would have really have the answer to, but it's one of these things that I don't necessarily, I don't back down from. I have a standard and that the that, it, non-negotiable point. I'm not willing to compromise on my beliefs. I'm not willing to compromise on what I want in order for me to be the kind of founder that I believe that I am called to be. It has opened up a lot of doors. I have gotten into rooms that some people only dream of. I've gotten on phones with people on the phone with people who have only dreamed of. And it has given me direct access. On the other hand, Socially speaking, you are going to be alienated from people who believe now you've changed. Now you have the nerve to have standards. Just the other day we were eating fried chicken wings on the porch, and now today you have the the nerve to want Sauvignon Blanc. You know, you're going to be judged and you have to be very strong to allow people to impart their, their own standards on you because they just want a universal way of being accepted. Be careful of lowering your standards just to avoid the backlash that's going to happen once you raise your, your, your standards. And, then, and that's in every aspect of leadership. Like, Just be very careful that you're not giving in and giving up because you're afraid of being alone and you're afraid of being lonely. Raising your standards is also a great filter because now you get to see who's really ready to go to the next level and who's been just talking about the next level. You get to see the next level as it actually is happening versus those who say, yes, I'm ready for the next level. When you get into the C-suite, you see the people who are going to take the climb with you versus those who are going to cheer you on from way down below. I have lost countless, and I mean countless um, uh, confidants, Uh, supporters because when I built the confidence factor, I was starting to leverage higher level interviews and opportunities and media. And I remember just feeling like I'm being judged for, I don't know, just trying to raise the bar, right? Without announcing anything. And so I, I don't want you to ever get into a situation where you compromise where you're going because you're afraid of being lonely going there. I don't want you to to compromise your beliefs because everyone else around you believes certain things. I don't want you to compromise who you are because you're afraid of being alone where you are. I don't want you to ever put that in your mindset or in your your energy space where you allow um, negativity to flow through you like that, that is someone else's negativity. Because the one thing that you're gonna realize is that if you compromise a belief now, especially at this stage of the game. The higher you go, you're always gonna be compromising just to get in. And it's nothing that frustrates me more than watching women founders just do something just to get in, just to get the exposure, just to get the opportunity, just to get the meeting. We don't have to compromise we have the right to ask for what we want. So I'm using my story as a catalyst to tell you that although I got a lot of backlash for having the nerve to have standards around $2.2 million, right? I had the nerve to get some backlash around, just give it to us, just give us the money. I mean, I, I don't know why you have standards around it, right, although I got backlash for that. Holding on to a principle has allowed me to build an even bigger company and holding on to uh, my own beliefs and holding on to people who said, don't worry about that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The, the, you're not crazy. That the, that what they're thinking is crazy. It means that you're going in the right direction. You're going to attract adversaries. That's just part of the game. You're going to attract critics that's just part of the game that's who they are they're not going to change but what i'm begging you to do is you please don't change just don't stick to your morals stick to your principles you're building something that is bigger than you that's going to outlast you and had i just given away that kind of money can you imagine the backlash i would have had from investors who now can't track their money can you imagine Um, And like I said, it wasn't necessarily from all the participants. It was really a lot of the people who were expecting that these participants were going to get this money and that they were going to be the next level of the... Because I was going to form a Confidence Factor 2. But it was just a a very big red flag, like, wait a minute on holding on to Confidence Factor 2. We'll do that some other time. Because I knew if I did that then, I'd be compromising. If you believe in something stay true to what you believe in don't let anybody negate what you believe in if you know that this is best for your level of mastery and and this is best for your level of expertise stick to what you believe in but don't let anybody hold you to a lower standard because that's where they are because where they are is going to make you compromise who you are and like i said along this journey I've been criticized online I've been called pompous I've been called arrogant I've been called um artificial I've been called a lot of things and so I'm gonna begin with some big um some big cuss words, um, but I don't take it seriously because I know that for every critic that is out there, there are a million more supporters that understand where we're trying to go with this company. And you know, the revenue proves it as well as the opportunities that we are uh, availing ourselves to in the partnerships that we have, that proves it. So it lets me know that what I'm doing is working. However, you just have to be strong enough not to give in to people who like to impose their opinions on you that are not in line with, with where you're going. So I'm just here to just give you some affirmation that, hey, I've been through that. I, I know what that feels like. I don't believe in compromising. I haven't done it and I won't do it. And you know, for those of you who feel the pressure of you know, lowering your standard just to get in, especially for those of you who are inventing something or putting something in the market for the first time and you feel like, oh, I gotta discount it to get somebody in, don't do it. Because how you start, is how you'll stay. And it's hard to get out of a compromising position because you have in turn turned your dream into a reality by lowering your standards. People are always going to hold you responsible for the standard that you keep, whether it's a discount store you're building or you're building a super luxury shop. They're always going to hold you accountable for the standard that you have decided to uh, stick on to your business model. Look, hold true and hold firm to what you believe. And lastly, can I also beg you to do something? Do yourself a favor. Put some blinders on once in a while. People are gonna say things. They're gonna write things. They're gonna they're gonna snap things at you. You've got to put some blinders on and really stay true and committed and stay humble in who you are because the one thing i have done that i'm I'm always like so shocked about people say to me especially people who've known me long before this like people who meet me now they'll be like like, oh my gosh carrie you're arrogant that's because you know me now people who've known me all of my life always tell me i have never changed and i will never change because i know who i am so if you really have a standard keep to that standard but it must be the standard you've always had so that you're not unrecognizable in any way I've always been this way. I've always been a little snippy. I've always been a little bit opinionated. And I stick to that. And I don't change who I am. If you don't know me, then of course you're going to think it's new. But it's new to you. But it's not new to me. I've always been this way. And I won't change because I believe that that is part of um, the thing that has helped me to be seen as, as transparent as possible. So, like I said, don't change. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Anywho, I'll see you at the top real soon. Don't compromise.